Welcome to the Anonymous Andrew Podcast. Life and the choices we make. The choices other people make. This is a podcast that explores all things as they relate to dating, romance, and relationships. Why we sometimes ignore or miss the red flags. Red flags like gaslighting, cheating, lying, psychological manipulation, mental illness, addiction, and so much more. Join me each week as we continue my journey into the modern dating world with my weekend rants, anonymous guest dating stories, and experts who share their wisdom so I can help you navigate the dating terrain. If you are new to the show or have been following me from the beginning, hold on tight for the anonymous Andrew experience. Now on to the show. Anonymous Andrew back with you. Welcome back to season two. So today um, we're doing, listen folks, this season we're going to cover everything about dating online, offline, whatever line of dating. It's all going to be about meeting your next partner. Uh, The whole concept of just from start to the end, whether it's online or offline, the whole, we're just going to dive right into it. Uh, So one of, I guess the, the, the dating uh, issues that are out there today is catfishing. And of course, catfishing has been around for quite some time. And you would think a lot of us would have or would be able to spot one or not get sucked into a catfish, but it's still happening and people are still falling for it. And it is through no fault of yours. If it's happened to you and it's happened to me, the catfisher is extremely good at what they do. They are trained professionals. Most catfishers today are actually from out of the country and there are organizations that hire people and they sit in a cafe or they sit in a basement someplace and all they do all day long is reach out to the, the, the lonely, the vulnerable, the elderly, the brokenhearted, they do their research. They they know who they're targeting, and they're good at what they do. So if you have been catfished and 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 don't feel ashamed because it's happening to everybody, and even the best of us who have been who have experience and um, or think that we know better or or we can recognize those red flags, it still happens because they're better at what they do than we are at what we're not doing. Anyway, on today's show, I have a woman named Savannah Spencer, and she wrote a book about catfishing. So um, up next is my interview with Savannah Spencer. Enjoy it, and we'll talk to you on the other side. (laughs) 
Well, hello, everybody. Anonymous Andrew back with you. And yes, we are in season two. And season two is all about dating, dating in the modern world. And tonight, I have one of my first guests of season two. Her name is Savannah <laughs> Spencer. And Savannah Spencer is an author. And she wrote a book called I Was Catfished, Don't Be Me. Good evening, Savannah, and hello. Hi there. How are you, Andrew? Uh, I'm doing great. I have a feeling this is going to be an entertaining episode. So. <laughs> well, hopefully so. I think we all have to be able to laugh at ourselves. Yeah. Oh, yes, we do. And uh, just as a side note, Savannah is also a psychiatric nurse. So she does have some uh, expertise in that, in that area. So Savannah, why don't you tell us a little bit about why you came to write this book? basically your story. Yeah, sure. That would love to. Well, as you know, all of us, especially during COVID, right, we're all looking for a company. And I mean, how many, what percentage of marriages now are met online? So as, as everyone else, I met someone online. And when I first met the person online, I was shocked because I like bald men. And this person was exactly what I would have picked out of a catalog. Yeah. Um, so th that initially, you know, you have that attraction, right. Of just your type of person. And, um, so we started chatting on text and I think that's some of the red flags is not talking either on the phone or not talking on the web and being able to see the person because on dating sites, we just go into texting and texting, texting, texting. So one of the first things should always be to try to go meet that person, in, you know, in person as soon as possible. Um, so very quickly, he arranged to meet me for dinner and then uh, stood me up. Uh, and uh, it took me quite a while to figure out, you know, that I was being catfished. These people that do the catfishing are sitting in a group, like literally a gang group in West Africa, sometimes as young as 12, 14 that are just targeting people. So if you think you could be bearing your soul to a 12 year old, oh it's, it's, it's pretty, you know, it's pretty embarrassing. So they're so detailed that they literally go on Google and find a restaurant in my area and offer to meet at that restaurant. I mean, you talk about setting things up, right? Wow. Um, normally, I would never meet someone again, if they stand me up. I, that's just, you know, end story. I'm a lady, I deserve to be treated well, you stand me up, you're done. But I just continued to get sucked into the game of, oh, I'm so sorry. And I had work and, you know, can't wait to see you. And um, you just, it just keeps going. Um, this lasted about three months. He continued to just hype up the story of now I'm on a work trip and I'm over in Europe on a work trip. And he um, sent me pictures where now all of a sudden, magically, he's in the hospital with COVID, knowing I'm a nurse. And even had pictures photoshopped of an IV in his arm. So the minute, you know, the minute things progress, like this is what these people do. They have all these things that you think is real. Um, so at some point, you know, the, the scam just got elaborate where he said, oh, when I get back to our area, I'm sending some supplies. Would you mind putting them in storage or paying for storage for me? 
And at that point, I still didn't realize I was being catfished. I just got upset that any man would ask me for money. <laughs> because in my world, if you know, if we're dating, and I haven't even met you yet, you're not asking me for money. So I was immediately turned off at that point, and got smart enough to tell that, you know, the tip that I would like all of you to know is, go and reverse search any picture, anytime you're on a profile, somebody looks cute. Um, there's different sites that you can do it, such as Social Catfish. They have a program to do it. If you're techie at all, you can probably do it on Google. Um, but the minute I did it, because I was so mad that he had asked me for money, oh my gosh, about 200 websites came up with that picture on it. Oh, God. <laughs> Just kept coming up and coming up and coming up. And so eventually I was able to find out the real name of the person whose picture was being used. And he didn't even like women. He was married to a guy. Um, oh. And he's, yeah. So this is the, this is the, you know, picture that somebody was stealing in West Africa, passing around of someone who doesn't even like women. That's too funny. Um, so, yeah. And then when I reached out to him, you have to also think of the poor people whose pictures are being stolen. Right. He said people will come up to him in the street and start cussing him out. He's had just all sorts of horrible things, you know, said to him because people get confused with him versus the catfisher. So right. at least, you know, at least in my case, I didn't lose any money. I was smart enough not to send money. But I do see this happen to many, many people where they start, you know, it's always something urgent, like, oh, I'm stopped by the police. I'm in, you know, immigration and I want to come see you, but can you wire me some money for this or that? It's always some panic situation that people get sucked into because they want to help. Well, yeah, they so, go they go right after your emotions right away and they try to get you to knee jerk reaction. They, they want absolutely. you to Absolutely. Yeah. Right. And you don't think and you're like, oh, this person's going to come see me. Oh, OK, great. Yeah. Let me just, you know, help them out with 50 bucks here or there. And before you know it, you're sending them, you know, money and money and money for different reasons. Um, but, you know, I think the Catfish Show and some of the other things have really brought to light the whole site component of this, because there are many people. OK, number one, you don't have to be stupid to be catfished. Right. Because everybody thinks. Oh, I could never get catfished. Whoever gets catfished, they must be an idiot. You know, they must not know any of the signs. Well, a lot of us kind of know the signs, but we're ignoring them because we're lonely or, you mm -hmm. know, we feel alone and, and we like chatting with this person. So there's lots of people that actually know they're being catfished and think it's worthwhile to send 20 bucks, 50 bucks here or there just to have company. It sounds a little crazy, but in the real world, if you're kind of on your own and this person you talk with constantly, some people just don't care. And I agree. Uh, thank God I have not been catfished, but I have been in texting situations where I knew you know, in doing this podcast now for almost, not, well, not quite a year, but in the time that I've been doing this, I learned, and of course, my last relationship, I learned a lot about red flags. So, but you're right. You, If the person that you're chatting with, if they're good at what they're doing, the manipulation and the, the lies, or, or, or if they're good at 
sucking you in. you in. Yeah, yep. reeling you in. Thank you. I guess that's what the term catfish. <laughs> Good yes, analogy, exactly. reeling you in. You are prone to keep that conversation going. Um, I had just, uh, today's Monday, two days ago, I was doing my laundry and I got a notification on Hinge that I mm -hmm. had a new like. And um, I looked at the woman and of course there was a beautiful woman behind the picture and she started complimenting me on my profile. What a nice profile. <laughs> I really, really think you did a well job. And uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I just got hinge a couple days ago, like maybe a week. And I just threw it together. I didn't put any thought into it because I have a six month subscription to it. And I just wanted to get it up and going. And over the next couple of weeks, I'll work on it as the podcast and season two progresses. So I knew something was up because I said, you can't really like my profile that much because I didn't. Even the pictures were kind of like ordinary. Anyway, within 30 minutes, she tried to get me off the app using the, she says, you know, I don't really use hinge that often. So why don't you give me your phone number and I'll text you. And I knew I said to her, wow, that didn't, you, you have the record. You, you were, you tried to get me off the app within 30 minutes. That's a record. And, and, and I said to her, I, and so I basically said to her, you you beat the record of trying to get me off the app and that you know you're you just threw me a big red flag and so i basically ghosted her i just shut down the app and i said goodbye i didn't even say goodbye so anyway go back continue with your with your story right but but you knew you know you yeah, knew, I knew that i knew a lot of people that are new to dating online they wouldn't know that to getting off the app they would just think oh great this person likes me. Now we're going to move to texting. You know, yeah. they wouldn't realize that that's a total red flag. Um, yeah. One of the funny things that happened is that I did finally ask him to do some type of a web, whatever, just, you know, to talk for a minute or two. Like a and video it chat. Lasted, yeah, it lasted about 30 seconds. He said that the video wasn't working. It was only audio. And I could immediately tell he was not Norwegian, which is what he had said he was. Uh, he sounded Afri he sounded African. Uh, and so I got off the phone and I was like, wait a minute. So I sent him, I sent him a, a video of what Norwegian accents sound like. And I said, You don't sound like that. And then he just made some excuse and ignored it, you know. So that was like the red flag already. Like, hey, wait a minute. That didn't sound like, you know, but I just chose to ignore it, as many of us do. So how did you end that with him there or? Nope. That from there, then it went on to COVID and him traveling in Europe and needing money. So see, I didn't even end it there. I should have ended it right there. Hey, he didn't sound right. You're done. But no, I just got carried on because I really enjoyed talking with him. I felt like this was someone who really got me because they're such good listeners. Like they should be psych counselors. They're trained. I think they're trained very well. I, I don't know if there's yeah. a university over there that trains. How to <laughs> Seriously, because they, you know, there's never any arguments. They're always giving you compliments and they yep. just are great listeners. And I think they do some research on, uh, well, let me ask you this. This is a good point uh, or, or good I guess 
part of the whole topic here is did you give him any personal information about you like last name or what state you lived in or city oh my gosh i i showed him my business website oh. um yeah okay. uh, yeah yep. absolutely asked so, his opinion on my on the website yep so he now knows where you work and what you do and from there they can dig deeper and get more information to use against you not in a malicious way but in... right dig up dirt on, i mean not dirt but info on you on facebook and so on and social and find out what you like right to really pad exactly. it mm -hmm. exactly to pad it right <laughs> and you don't you don't realize at all you're just kind of showing off your life you know proud about this or that or talking about your your kids or or whatever the conversation is. But I, I have to say, I think anybody has felt this, even maybe in a dating situation, like when you just shut off, or maybe you would shut off in a week. I don't think people realize they think it's just a joke. Oh, you've been catfished. It feels like almost like a domestic violence situation. You know how women will keep going back. It felt like somebody had died, like like my boyfriend had been hit by a car and was no longer here. Pulling that person that you've been talking to, you know, two, three hours a day, and now all of a sudden it's just quiet. It is absolutely horrific, like emotionally and mentally. I do think some people need to think about, you know, getting some trauma counseling that's completely normal because it does feel like you've just been ripped out. And I can see why people would go back to an abusive relationship just because you crave that. Well, yeah. Again, depending on the person's state of mind, uh, are they single? Are they lonely? Are they desperate? Are they... Um, rebounding from a relationship and they're just looking for love um i i i although i said i wasn't catfished i was uh, and my audience knows this because i told the story uh, several months ago i did meet a woman online we chatted for days and we did do a video chat and it was her okay she started giving me this sob story that her cell phone had been hacked by her ex-boyfriend and mm. she was telling me that he's probably listening in on our conversations right now i would and, and this is where i wonder how much information they dig up on you because i am an it engineer and in, <laughs> in my career my day job yes so i wonder if she if i was targeted because and this was six months after my breakup. And while I was not ready to start dating again, I was lonely and I was entertained chatting with the woman online. It was something that was, I needed to practice. I needed, I needed it. And I, so I, I entertained it. And, and I also have the Superman complex where I want to fix your problem. If you have a problem right. and you present it to right. me, I'm going to, I'm, I'm a problem solver. So yeah. what do I do? I invited her to come down, not to my house yet, but to a local, uh, there's an, there's a place around me where it has a public Wi-Fi, but, and I use the VPN. So I said to her, come down, I'll fix your phone. We'll tighten it up. We'll up uh, it was an Apple phone. So when she, when she handed it to me, we met, 
And she, the phone was a disaster. She had 500 Safari websites open and she was running an old app, the old Apple iOS, like 11 or something. And anyway, I update the phone. I gave her a VPN. I got her all, all good on the phone. And, and then I invited her back to my place. And I said, from there, we can, she wanted me to download her picture or upload her pictures into the iCloud. Long story short, she she came here and got my Wi-Fi password. And oh, and oh, he's smart. And I didn't know anything at the time. And then it was a Sunday afternoon. And she needed to go home or something. And and I I texted her that night, and we talked the next day. And two days later, my landlord. I live on the first floor of a house. And he lives on the second floor and he's got a window. <clears throat> now this woman smoked, which is, I don't, I'm not a smoker. So why I'm dating a smoker. I, I don't know why, but <laughs> again, that goes back to, you know, being desperate. He, she had gone out to her car to smoke a couple of times while she was here. So my landlord saw her and her car. And he came to me two days later and he said to me, it's none of my business and I don't want to get in your business. But the woman that was here on Sunday, she came back. It was like a Tuesday. She came to me that night. She goes, she was here today. And I said, what do you mean she was here? She pulled up in her car and she sat in front of the house for about 20 minutes, 25 minutes. And I said, how do you know it was her? He says, oh, she had a very distinct grill on her car. She had a black infinity with a white grill. And and you can't miss that. So, and, and this is my landlord is one of these guys that watches the neighborhood. He's like eighty years old. Yes. It's just, nothing to do right. but watch the neighborhood. Everything that's going on. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he 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 noticed the same car. So it turns out that night I I texted her and I said, "Were you down in my house today?" And of course she denied it. And but that overnight and into the next morning. Um, I got a notice from my bank that there was fraudulent activity, although they didn't get any money. And my Alexa, my my Amazon account had been hacked. So, long story short, you and what you hear is that they they uh, scammed me to get, and I think it was her and a boyfriend were colluding together to get either money out of me or something. I I, I still don't know, but. Obviously, I, I changed all my passwords and locked down, but I learned a valuable lesson that day. Don't bring somebody to your house on the first date, number one, and don't give out your password. <laughs> Which, yeah, and, and these are some and, of the dumb things we do when we're desperate or lonely. Yeah, or, and, yes. you're an IT, and you're an IT dude. And just I'm like an IT nurse, guy. You know? Yeah, exactly. You're like, what, what was I doing? But Remember, catfishing doesn't have to just be related to dating. There's different types of catfishing, right? And one of them is financial scamming catfishing. So catfishing is basically just looking for bait, whether that's because you're, you know, looking for revenge against an ex or your, you know, teenagers will cyber bully each other, you know, pretend to be somebody. Maybe you just want to pretend you're someone else to go and um, see if your ex will actually you know, hit on you and see if your ex is on a site or just literally trying to scam you for money. Those are all categories of catfishing. So it it's a, uh, so catfish is 
when we hear the term catfish, we just automatically uh, associate it with online dating. But so you're saying it's it's widespread. It's everywhere. Yeah. Anybody that's looking for some type of bait, you know, for different reasons. And it literally, like, you could say that she catfished you. It doesn't have to be. I mean, and in a sense, she did because she met you yeah. on a on a site, right? Yeah. So, but I she took I it was. another whole level. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I take you, that well, back you then. Were <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. I think that you were catfished on the nth degree of her trying to uh, uh -huh. get into your accounts and so on, you know? And that's, and, yeah. And, that's... and she almost did. And if it wasn't for my landlord watching out, wow. I, I, I may not have known for another week or so until everything was gone. So thank God for my nosy landlord. Out. Well, you would have walked outside and said, hey, what are you doing in front of my house? Well, that was the thing is that I was at work that day. So he so she came down during the day and I wasn't here. And that's why I didn't know. But that's why he came to me and said, I don't want to be in your business. But, you know, how he, nice of him to be able to well, stick up for you. He he knows the last relationship I was in, the my ex was here every weekend and he knew her very well because they, they knew each other and he, and, and plus she had a key to the house. So when, when that relationship ended, uh, I told him that, that she's no longer allowed down here and please let me know if you ever see her. So he knew that I was single and that I was, that she's no longer in my life. I think it surprised him to see that I was with another woman six months later. No, I shouldn't say surprise. He, Maybe he was happy for me, but that's why he came to me and said, I just think you should know that the woman you had had here on Sunday was back on Tuesday. And I don't think she knows he knew that we weren't like in a relationship. I hadn't, he hadn't seen her around before. So. Right. No, exactly. Well, yeah. I do think that there'd be people in your audience that either have um, you know, it could be an older dad or uncle or just a friend that, you know, they're being catfish and you're seeing them send money. Maybe it's even your, you know, your mom or your stepmom and you're just desperate and you've been trying to like, you know, confront them and that doesn't help. They just get mad. Um, one of the ways really to help is just realize that um, fighting, yelling, pushing back, all that ever does is push someone out, someone away so just like you see on the catfish show, you really got to be able to have proof and data and show the person, um, which even that can be difficult if they choose not to want to see. Right. But, you know, find out who it is that they're talking to, quote unquote, talking to do some reverse image search so that you can show them, hey, you know, this person you're talking to here, they're on 25 other sites. Um, because just keep telling them you're, you know, don't spend your money, you're getting catfished is just going to push that person away further, but it just breaks your heart to see a family member sucked in and losing their money. And what I find interesting is that this catfishing or scamming activity has been, been around for years. It's ever since they got, you know, back in my day when I early IT days, the only cybersecurity we had to worry about was a virus. Now they're not even viruses anymore. They're Trojans, which get in behind the scenes and do their damage. You don't even know you have it. Back in the day when you had a virus, your computer would just stop working. The Trojans that they're using today, there is somebody in my life, and I'm not going to mention because I don't, it's an anonymous program. She got 
she lost $60,000 because a program popped up on her laptop that said, you have a virus. And this is, I don't know if this is catfishing, but it's another scam. Uh-huh. And you call this 800 number and, and it looks like Microsoft. It says Microsoft on it, but I think they spell Microsoft wrong, but you don't see oh. that. She called the number and they, they said, oh, let's remote get into, remotely get into your computer. And the first thing they said to her is, oh, you got your banking on here. We got to get the money off your, off your, off your bank <laughs> so, because the malware that's in here is going to blah, 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 blah. And she willingly yes. transferred the money out of the country to another bank, oh, to another to China. country, out of country. Oh, so, no. The point that I'm getting at is that the... We're we're at if you pick up any magazine or you go on Yahoo or any of the news websites or or they tell you do not click on links, do not open up attachments. Yeah. Um, and, and if you get these things that pop up that says you have a virus, uh, there's so many warnings out there. But even the scam where these people call elderly people and say. Um, your grandson has been arrested and he needs bail money, you know. That is an I that is like a you know classic kind of catfish because again, like you said, put pressure on someone, heighten up the drama, make someone feel like you have to do something right this minute to help someone. That's exactly it. They they go straight for your emotions and your and your urgency. It's urgent and they don't give you time to think to, through. Um and yeah, I, absolutely. I'm a grandparent, although my my grandchildren aren't old enough to be arrested yet. <laughs> At least I hope not. <laughs> but if I got a phone call like that, I would say, you know what? Give me the name of the precinct and I will call my son and find out what's going on. And then I'll call you back. And if it's indeed, you know, blah, 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 blah. But Right, but you did some homework. You wouldn't yeah. just immediately <laughs> hand over a hand over a credit card or something. I think I don't know. I think sometimes maybe some finance scams. You feel like you you know the signs and you you would avoid those more. Hard to say, but I think romance scams are much harder because they have you. Yep. They have you on your emotions, and you feel so lonely and lost if you don't have that person to chat to anymore because they've just. You know, they feel like they're the person that gets you more than anyone because they've learned how to master those skills. And I don't know. I mean, it's it's sad if you're willing to pay the money to keep that person in your life, knowing that you might be talking to a 12 year old in, you know, in West Africa. And that's something I want to just point out to the audience. Just remember that that person is not that person. And they very well could just be a teenager that you're pouring your soul out to. And you really don't want to be doing that. So so tell us the rest of the story. How did this and how did you figure it out or how did you put an end to it or how, and, well, and what did you lose i did not lose any money thank goodness good, because good. when he asked money i just got offended because i'm not gonna hand any guy i've never met alone and you know if, if they're at a point where they need a loan from me then that's not the person i want to be dating anyway anyway correct <laughs> good good for you so that, that catfish or not, I would never have given any stranger money, just never would do that. That's just offensive to me if someone doesn't have enough to put together on their own. Um, but I did mail, I know this is hilarious, but I did mail COVID meds 
to the quote unquote hospital that he was at because, yeah. you know, I'm a nurse and I know COVID stuff. And I kept following it online. I couldn't figure out where, why the package wasn't getting there. Um, so yeah, I lost something on that, but you know, that was more just the nurse and me wanting to make sure he, he was okay. Um, so yeah, that was my, that was my one little piece to the story. But once I reverse searched his picture, then, I mean, then it was just done. I blocked him, never said anything further from that. Didn't, you know, I, I felt like ranting and raving, but I just blocked him. And yeah, the next month was really hard. Just not having that person, I would pick up my phone 10 times and I'd want to say something or share something, you know, and it wasn't like you could unblock them. I mean, they know you catfish them, so they're gone, you know, they're you gone. Can't just, yeah. You can't just unblock them and go, they're oh, not going to waste their time. To to, no, they're not <laughs> exactly. going to come back and talk to you unless they think that they can reopen your heart or something. But right, right. But mostly, no, they're just on to the next person. So you block them, you're done. You know, that person's gone. And now all of a sudden it's just quiet. And yeah, it definitely, definitely takes some time getting used to now. Maybe somebody else that's not me would jump right back in and you know, start looking for the next person to chat with. Um, in my case, no, I felt like, okay, <laughs> once is done, I'm good for now. Um, and really haven't jumped back in yet to the online scene. So how long was the entire? Three months, four months. Yeah. yeah. But it was, but it was really intense. It was like, you know, every day chatting maybe three, yeah. four hours a day. So it, it ramped up very quickly. Oh, and they'll put the time in and the effort in if they think that they're going to get something from you. <laughs> you would think, you know, a single mom nurse that I'm not exactly a money pot, but I don't know. But yeah, they they will suck the less nickel out of you, even if it's yeah. only, you know, their job is to just get money out of everybody. And while they're talking to you, they're probably talking when they not yeah. texting you they're texting somebody else or, or or at the same time they're doing it i'm sure and you almost wonder if if it is a group of you know young people teens whatever college kind of kids are they on some quota you know are they being yeah. managed by some gang person? oh sure Do they have to deliver a certain amount you know to to them not be in trouble I, you know you don't know what it is on that end i would love to know who that person is you know i would it would be horrible if i find out he's a 12 year old but it would still be nice to know like who was that person behind the picture well it's very not not to give sympathy to them but if it is a bunch of teenagers that are being forced to do this just like sex trafficking and and women who are yeah. kidnapped and and teenagers a lot of times they're forced or or just in in some of the third world countries when their children are forced into labor i'm not i'm not trying to give sympathy to these but you know it could be a, a case of something like that that they're forced to do this and they don't even see a dime of the money that they're scamming so right you you really don't know and um until this happened i did, you know did then when did research for my book and just realize and see if you look online you'll see there's like groups of kids teens whatever sitting at these internet cafes and they're just all going at it yep. and um, i was just really shocked i just felt like it was more you know oh it's an american who's being you know cruel or or no. something but no it's, a, not it's an organization it's many yeah. organizations so tell us tell us a little bit about the book yeah absolutely well i share a little bit more in detail about my story of course um and you know i i'm not too 
too proud to be able to laugh at my mistakes. And, you know, really, I wrote the book so that other people can avoid the things that I did and then provide a lot of tips of, you know, where you can report if you've lost money, what you can do, how to reverse search a picture, you know, the things you need to do right away, go meet somebody, don't text, just a lot of those things. And then I kind of delve into the psych aspect to really let people know it's okay if you feel horrible and, you know, feel awful after it happens or that you need counseling, that's, that's perfectly normal and okay. And give people permission to look for help. And that's right. Shame and embarrassment is something that a lot of people will go through after. And you know what, that can be a traumatic event. Um, I would imagine I, I was actually diagnosed with PTSD after this relationship. Who would really? ever think that a romantic yeah. relationship? Yeah. So. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if some people can feel that way after a catfish. It's not just a simple, no. silly thing that people think is just, you know, whatever, playful and silly. And it's really not. It's absolutely could be anytime you go back on to look at a profile, you could have PTSD and just be, you know, immediately traumatized. of, Oh, no, am I being catfished again? What's this person? And be, you know, not trust them or be judgmental because you're just so worried about what happened before. Well, let me but, ask you, let me ask you a question on that point. Mm-hmm. How does one move forward? Mm-hmm. So let's say I'll, I'll use me as an, as an example. So let's say I, I I'm online dating app and I do get catfished and whether I lose money or not, let's just say that yep. I'm not I'm smart enough not to get the money away, and it lasts a week or two months or whatever, and I re- and then I get off it. How do we move? How do we start? dating or not dating how do we get right. back on those apps and that because the, the next person i'm not going to trust right well I, I mean and that's me that's like that's my journey right now that's that's the piece where i'm at right now but i do feel like knowing the tips that i know if i once i you know get either get my courage or just feel like trying again i would immediately not you know have endless texting i would set up a coffee date right away i mean i feel like when you see a person, it's nothing about being shallow, but you just know if you click or not, if you just click. So why waste two weeks having endless texting, which we all do, instead of just saying, hey, let's go have a coffee date. We don't need to waste either of our time, you know, say hi, see what you think. And if you're just able to just do that, you're going to cut, you know, 90% of this out rather than just this endless texting that we do. Or, you know, if they aren't close by to do it, to do a Zoom but make sure you can see the person you're talking to. I think that will give me a lot more confidence. I think I will only ever meet people in person. Okay. So I, I have one more question for you that, and then yeah. we'll wrap it up and you tell, you tell my audience where they can find your book and, sure. and um, what would you say would be the protocol from getting that first message on a dating app so it's let's say we'll just take it. it's a Monday night and you get a hello yeah. from somebody and you match with somebody and you start texting. How many days do you text until you exchange phone numbers mm-hmm. and or no, maybe not even do a phone number. How many days before then you do a video check? A lot of these apps will have the video feature built into it, like Bumble has it. I think Match has it built in. They do. Uh, yeah, they're really yeah. working on being more safe. So, um, 
and and then how how long between the, the so how long between the actual match to meeting them? Three days, five days, a week, two how, weeks. How much? How much time do you want to invest? That's going to be a waste of your time. Think uh, think of it. Oh, think of it good. that way. How much time do you want to invest? You. You know, you text them like crazy for a whole week. You go and meet them for coffee. You put all that energy in for a week because we all like the adrenaline of meeting someone and getting to know them. And then you go into coffee and you're like, oh, my gosh, this is a total dud. Yeah. You just gave, you know, you just yeah. gave your whole week. Right. So I and I think the other thing is, is try to chat on the phone. I mean, I know it's old school now. But how many times do people just text and then go to meet? And they they never really talk. They just text and then you go meet this stranger. It's a little bizarre, you know? We text some, some stranger, then we go meet them for coffee. Um, just trying to have a conversation. I think you can tell by someone's voice and, you know, are they flat? Are they friendly? Do they just talk about themselves? I think even that is a good first step before meeting them for coffee, but not just endless texting. Got to get away from the endless texting. I agree. I agree. Well, Savannah, very, uh, I don't even know what adjective to put on your story. It, a little bit of levity, but a, but but it's very serious topic uh, because people are being catfished all over. And I, I, it's people like you and I, this podcast, your book, got to get, we got to educate people. You got to be smart. You got to think, think it through. And if it doesn't feel right, Pay attention to that intuition. Yes. You all have that intuition and you got to pay attention to it. Yeah. You got to not ignore those signs that are hitting you over the head and you're just choosing to be blind to them. Um, so I made a really cute video about the book um, and that's on my Instagram page. My Instagram page is AMJ Books. And then you can find the book same exact handle amjbooks.com my book is listed there it'll take you right to the amazon link oh great and of course i'll put all this in the show notes yeah super yeah. i would so, love it i'd yeah. love for people to um well just get a kick out of seeing the video and just realizing that you know it can happen to any of us and hopefully share it with some of their friends and family that they might be worried about I, and i did watch the video folks it's it is funny so <laughs> <laughs> good it, well i'm glad it, it, i, need, I needed a laugh <laughs> so savannah thank you so much for joining us tonight thank I you, think you, you have a very important message and um thank you for helping me kick off season two of, of dating and... yay! Awesome. yay all right all right you... sounds good we'll talk later bye-bye thanks andrew bye Catfishing. Catfishing. <laughs> where do where does our society come up with these terms? But kind of makes sense. Anyway, this is the type of material that uh, content that I want to bring to you. If you are in or along the same journey I am on. You know, I, I was speaking to a, a woman tonight that I met on an app, and she too had a very horrible experience in her last relationship. Uh, 
I asked her if she knew what the term gaslighting meant was, and not only did she know what she what it was, she began to describe the events that happened to her, and they were too eerily similar to my last relationship. So uh, we were talking about how sad it is today that uh, we have to go through these experiences. She was traumatized by it and had to get a restraining order against this guy. And we both agreed that it, it just makes it so much more difficult to get it back out in the dating world. You just don't know who you can trust. So folks, this is the type of content that I'm going to be bringing to you in season two. So much more to come. We're just scratching the surface. So anyway, Anonymous Andrew signing off saying, if you have to make a choice, if you need to make a choice, please choose wisely. Until next time. Ciao.